This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hi, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. So a couple weeks ago, I received an audio testimonial from someone who attended one of my classes down in Memphis, Tennessee, um, that I had done for uh, both a mortgage company and the Memphis Area Association of Realtors. And I thought I'd share it with you because, you know, but the podcast has been very instrumental in helping my um, consulting and speaking business grow. And I thank you all so very much for that as you're listening and you think that um, there's an opportunity for me to help your company um, or yourself. I really appreciate that. So I just wanted to share that with you first before we get really rolling into this podcast. So here we go. This is Debbie Howard at Community Mortgage. I'm a mortgage loan officer here. I thoroughly enjoyed the um, seminar the other day. She, Jen is just absolutely inspirational. One thing that she was really positive is her upbeat personality and how personally she has overcome many obstacles herself in her personal life and her business life. Um, she is also, one thing that she's taught me is to be more useful of use my time more wisely which i think we all juggle with um she was incredibly eye-opening and made me really think about things for example using the tactic finder minder grinder i am definitely going to implement that into my daily routine um can't procrastinate anymore definitely you've got to be a go-getter and work hard and work smartly um one thing that I am definitely going to do is not necessarily rely on my business on realtor is realtors is to market my database more. Um, I know personally I send out postcards and emails, but I'm going to make the effort of actually picking up the phone and calling people. And I think I have over 300 clients in my database and I feel like if I start utilizing those more, I can definitely grow my business. Well, welcome to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If this is your first time, I uh, welcome you. If uh, you're a long-time listener, thank you. Thank you so much for listening in. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny while I'm saying that, I'm thinking, no, thank me. Uh, I don't get paid to do this. It costs me money to do it. I, um, I just love doing it. I love sharing it with you. So please spread the wealth and pay it forward and tell everybody about it just so that uh, my words are not wasted, so to speak. So anyway, welcome back. Um, so I wanted to talk to you today about catchphrases. Uh, I was doing some coaching for some people and uh, consulting for actually for a company down in Tennessee. And um, I found that, you know, well, I, I believe in scripting. I have scripts. Uh, I find, and I learned this from my coach, Tim Brahim and Julie Wikes, is that, um, you know, the best script is the truth. And so rather than having scripts, and again, I do have them, uh, and they're available for you to purchase as well, but I felt like, you know, if we just went with some catchphrases, and, and really this stemmed from, you know, this consulting that I was doing down in Tennessee, but also with one of my teammates, she's fairly new at the team, um, and she comes from a processing side, so she has a wealth of knowledge in the structure, not, I wouldn't say the structure, of compiling documents and knowing, you know, how to maneuver through Encompass and and uh, all those pieces and, and tread and all that good stuff, but, you know, doesn't really understand the front side of things. So I'm helping her 
become better at understanding um, what it's about for origination. And by the way, she's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Um, you know, with processing, it's just set in stone. And with origination, every time I answer her, I say, it depends. I'm going to start throwing depends at her or she's going to start, <laughs> start throwing them at me. But every answer that we have to a question really depends. And so, you know, she was having some communication with um, a listing agent and said, you know, I'm really just struggling with what do I say? How can I help, you know, our team? How can we, uh, you know, move forward? And I started just sort of spewing off some stuff and thankfully she caught it. Uh, she caught all of it, not on audio, but on paper and said to me, you know, Jen, it would be really great if you did a podcast on this. So here I am, you know. Uh, so let me just talk about a couple of catchphrases. So I'd write them down and listen to this again if you're driving or working out or whatever, because um, I know a few people work out with uh, Mortgage Lending Mastery. I know someone else up in uh, the Northeast who uh, rides his bike listening to to uh, the show. And um, so again, thank you so much for listening. Um, but anyway, so let's go ahead and get right into it. So the first phrase is asking permission. Um, it, actually, this stems from a coaching situation I have with um, one of my coaching clients. Uh, he was brave enough to record his phone calls with realtors and um, it allowed me to provide him with some really good strong feedback and the one thing that I noticed with the two calls that he sent to me was that he never asked permission to talk to them he just said hi it's me blah 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 you know started spewing and throwing up on them you know instead of um, just listening in or having a purpose for the call so I thought this would be a real timely um, phrase so the first one is just asking for permission asking, uh, do you have time to talk or would you prefer I schedule a better time to talk? So it goes something like this. Hi, Susie, it's Jen Duplessis uh, with Apex Home Loans. How are you today? Great. <gasps> Take a deep breath. Hey, listen, uh, do you have time to talk right now? Sounds like you're busy. Or would you prefer that I schedule a better time that we could talk? And usually the response is, no, 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 it's good. It's good. And so all you're doing is getting permission. Just getting permission. So again, do you have time to talk? Is now a good time to talk? Or would you prefer I schedule a better time to talk? Now listen, I remember back in the old days, because I've been doing this for so long, the question was, is this a good time? And the answer is always going to be, no, why don't you call me back later? So don't ask a closed-end question. Ask, do you have time to talk? Or would you prefer I schedule a better time to talk? Because what you're doing is assuming that they're going to talk to you at another time. So even if they push you off, they've agreed to it, right? So that was just catchphrase number one. Second one is with your permission. And I use this with my clients. I use it with, with pretty much everybody. Uh, you know, as I'm listening to a client, so this kind of call goes something like this. You know, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Client. This is Jen. I was referred to you by Susie Q. And, you know, she asked me to give you a call. And so the reason for my call is that I'd like to uh, just find out, you know, what your buying plans are. What are you planning to do? So with your permission, um, I'd like to ask you a few questions. Okay, so it might be that I say, you know, so why don't you tell me about your buying plans? And they tell us all these great things and you're listening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay, and kind of bantering back and forth. Uh, okay, so let me get that straight. So how long have you been there? Two years. Okay, great. Uh, kind of bantering back and forth and then collecting all of that data. And then when you're finished saying, well, thank you so much for sharing all that information. I know it's really hard to share this kind of personal information. And I know that you don't really share it with even your family members. So uh, thank you for allowing me that opportunity. You know, with your permission, I would like to ask some follow-up questions. Is that okay with you? Okay, simple and easy. 
So if you're talking to a realtor or if a referral partner, you know, the phone call goes, hi, do you have time to talk or would another time be better? Okay, great. Listen, the reason I'm calling is I wanted to check in and see if uh, we could grab some coffee. It's been a while. Um, and with your permission, I'd like to schedule a time right now for two weeks from now. So again, you're asking their permission to move forward, and it's a very small, you know, three words that really changes the dynamic of a conversation because it's saying, with your permission, I'd like to schedule, instead of, would you like to schedule? Because the answer is going to be, well, I'm real busy and this, that, and the other. So with your permission is really easy to do. So, you know, the next way to do that is with a client. So with your, well, thank you for sharing all of that additional information. I really appreciate it. With your permission, what I'd like to do is schedule a time for us to meet. With your permission, what I'd like to do is ask you to go to our website to complete your application. With your permission, what I'd like for you to do is pull your own credit report and send it over to me because maybe they're not buying for a while and they have concerns. With your permission, I'd like to contact your listing uh, buying agent and debrief them. Would that be okay with you? With your permission, I'd like to include your husband in the conversation that we have when I'm ready to send you the mortgage coach uh, total cost analysis. Super easy question. Super, super easy. It's not even a question. It's a phrase. That's what these are, catchphrases, right? Okay, so let's move on to the next one. Assuming you are comfortable. So assuming you are comfortable, um, I'd like to ask you, with your permission, right? See how these all kind of tag to one another? Assuming you are comfortable, I'd like to email you the invitation to my math upcoming math class. Would that be okay with you? With your permission, and assuming you're comfortable, could I mail you some information about this new program? Okay? So you can use these over and over and over, but, but these are, you know, great catchphrases for you to um, utilize to be able to differentiate yourself instead of what I hear all the time is, I'm going to send you an email. Hey, you know, I'm having a math class. I'm going to send you an email. I already have, can I send an email? Um, or, you know, just going right to the point with clients is not even asking. With your permission, I'd like to go ahead and get start, started signing documents. Or with your permission, I'd like to go ahead and move forward. Is that okay with you? Assuming you're comfortable, is that okay with you? Should we move forward? And instead of, okay, well, let's just keep moving forward. And then they start objecting. And they start saying, well, you know, I have to talk to my grandma because she got a loan 20,000 years ago. And she, she's smarter than you are, lender. So, you know, there's, there's just a, a lot of... Um, authentic authenticity being authentic when you're asking these questions as opposed to um, just really ramming down people's throats and don't think for a minute by the way that these more soft approaches mean that you have less control in the situation because you do it gives you all the control it's just a uh, softer way to sell and by the way as I said before um, one of these uh, catchphrases really, I mean, I, these catchphrases I use all the time, but one of them really um, came to the forefront when I was coaching a man. You know, he was just right in, you know, going and asking the questions and, you know, just one-liners and that kind of thing in sales. And when we softened it up, people were more receptive. So it's not girly, guys, okay? And for girls, it's just strong. So don't worry about it. It's just a, a great approach. Okay, so we said... Uh, do you have time to talk or would you prefer to schedule, I schedule a better time to talk with your permission? You can ask a gazillion different ways, assuming you are comfortable. So let's move on to would you be willing to? 
So, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you know, with your permission, and of course, assuming you're comfortable, would you be willing to go on the website and fill out your application? <laughs> Look how easy that is. So easy. Uh, to a listing agent, with your permission, and assuming you are comfortable, would you be willing to schedule a time to meet with Jen before this transaction is completed so that she can have an opportunity to see if this would be a good fit for both of you? So there's just a very, very easy way to combine all of these, but you don't have to. Would you be willing to? It's super easy. Uh, would you be willing to share my Facebook post? Would you be willing to share the flyer I just emailed to you about my math class? Would you be willing to come into my office so I can do a video recording with you and post it on Facebook? Really easy, instead of, hey, I really want to do this thing with Facebook, so when would you like to schedule a time? You think that's something you want to do. So it's just a little, a little softer, still strong, a little softer. Next one, I forgot to mention, and I love this one because I used this years and years and years ago. A long time ago on the podcast, like, I don't way back a couple years ago, um, I interviewed the CEO of a mortgage company up in Boston or Connecticut, and she, you know, she made me laugh because she said, you know, when I was younger in the business, you know, everyone said, here's a rate sheet. For those of you that aren't old enough to know this, this is how I used to do it. You know, you, get, you come in the business, you didn't even get trained. It was like, here's a rate sheet, go knock on doors at a, at a real estate company, walk in, and hopefully, you know, the gatekeeper... Uh, the Nancy, the nasty Nancy at the front gate won't say, hey, this is a closed office, get out of here, we don't accept these things, or won't take your rate sheets and literally take a pile of them from you and turn around and throw them in the trash. And the other part was to take donuts into the office. It was the most silly thing. Um, and if anybody's doing that now, I, I just get with, get with the new times, get with the new times. Um, but uh, she said it was really funny because she would have her donuts and she would have her rate sheet and she would circle the parking lot. And listen, I've done that too. I've gone, ah, let me just run to the store real quick and pick something up. Anything to delay the inevitable of going there. And she said, you know, I ate a lot of donuts. Um, and ironically, she's very thin, so it's not that. But she said, I ate a lot of donuts and never really made those calls. And um, so I think back on those days and that was, it was really hard to do that because it was cold calling and it was just, ridiculous and we didn't have all the ways that we can connect now but what I loved about that is that I would go into the offices and I would maybe on occasion have a conversation with somebody but while I'm having that conversation while my body is there my mind is looking past them and thinking how do I ask for a business how do I ask for a referral how do I ask how do I ask so we started this thing in my office um, years ago called um take in paper talk about paper and leave with paper it was a long time ago take in the rate sheet talk about something on the rate sheet or, or with somebody and leave with paper, which was a follow-up, you know, is either a referral or, you know, some reason to go back in. And, um, and that was great, you know, but it still didn't ask specifically for a referral. And a, certainly I didn't want to walk in and say, hi, here's my rate sheet. Uh, our rates are X because there wasn't really much to sell back then. Our rates are X. Do you have anybody that you're working with that I can, that I can um, get a referral from, or is there anybody that you're, you're working with right now that I can help you with, or, you know, all the other crazy ways of asking referral, which I'm still very uncomfortable with because it's just not uh, my style. So I would go in and I would leave and I would kick my own little tush. You know, get in that car and go, oh, you're such an idiot. You're so weak. What is your problem that you can't ask for referrals? We had a great conversation 
you are so stupid. You're never going to make it in this business. I mean, I was thinking all this horrible negative self-talk. Then I finally said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to call them back. So I would drive to my nearest phone booth that cost 10 cents, maybe 25 at the time. And I'd pick up the phone and I would call them and I'd say, oh, thank you so much time. I know that I just left, but thank you so much for your time today. You know, I am such a crazy girl. I forgot to mention, you know, it's totally slipped my mind. I forgot to mention that we're having an event. And I didn't even ask if you would like to come. Is that something you'd be interested in doing? Or, you know, I forgot to even ask you. I'm looking to expand my business to work with more with first-time homebuyers. Do you have a first-time homebuyer that you're working with that I could talk to, you know, or that you'd be comfortable introducing me? God only knows what I said way back then. The point is, what I said was, I forgot. So if I didn't have the gumption to, to do this in front of people while you, and today, while you're having a one-to-one, um, certainly not in a networking event, but while you're having a one-to-one, a meeting with somebody, um, and you don't feel comfortable asking for referrals, um, you can leave and you can call them and say, ah, I'm so crazy. I'm so, I used to say stupid, whatever. You can say whatever you want. I am so, I am so sorry, but you know, I, my intent when I came in there was to ask you about X. And I completely forgot. So I know I just talked to you, but hey, you know, ask the question. We're having the class. Do you know anybody? I'm expanding my business, whatever the case may be. Eventually, you will get up the nerve to have that conversation in front of them. I no longer have to make, have to have that kind of a phone call. I, don't, I no longer leave and have to call them back and say, oh, I forgot, you know. But my team members are doing that. And so they'll have a conversation with someone on my half and not ask. Um, so we record some of their calls and then I listen to them and I say, you didn't ask. And they, ah, you know, so then they'll call back and go, thank you so much for your time. I'm so, I'm so silly. I forgot to call you back. I mean, I forgot to ask you this while we were on the phone. So I just want to share that with you, with you as well. Don't be afraid to, if you're afraid, to directly ask for business wherever you are in your in your practice right now don't be afraid to just let it go don't beat yourself up just make sure you call them right back as soon as you leave and say ah, I just pulled out of the parking lot and I remembered okay so use that as a tool as a crutch later you'll learn it I promise you I just want to make sure that you're not beating yourself up I think that's something that we hear a lot is you know you just got to dive in and dig for it I'm saying you don't have to you will learn how to do it it may just take a little bit of time and um, think about all the times that you could have done this and didn't um, and how much it would have made a difference. So if you're listening to this and you did that yesterday, go ahead and call someone and say, gosh, you know, thanks for meeting with me yesterday. I totally forgot, you know. So um, I forgot to mention, I failed to mention however, however it is. Um, you know, it occurred to me, it didn't occur to me until we hung up. You know, it didn't occur to me until we hung up. You know, you mentioned about this client, and I didn't even ask you, do you have a lender? Can I help you with that? Um, for example, this just happened. So this is a real-life story. I um, called a listing agent uh, when I got a contract in. My normal phone call to a listing agent said, you know, hi, this is Jen uh, from Apex Home Loans. Um, we're handling the transaction at 123 Any Street. And um, I just wanted to call and introduce myself. Is this a good time to talk, or would you prefer I schedule a better time to talk later? And she goes, um, no, this is a good time. And I said, well, it doesn't sound like it is. So that's okay. I mean, I'd be happy to um, 
give you a call back later. And she said, no, it's just this, it's this one deal. It's just killing me. I mean, I'm just being dragged to the, oh, okay, well, you know, I understand, but, you know, I'll go ahead and give you a call back later. I hung up, and I did call back, and I said, hi, it's Jennifer again. I'm so sorry to call you back. I know you're having a rough day, uh, but you know what? It didn't occur to me until after we hung up that I should have asked, what can I do to help you? What can I do to make your day better? Is it something in lending that you would like a second opinion on? Is it something in title that maybe I know the answer or know someone that knows the answer? Is there something that has to do with, um, you know, the lending side that just not bending someone else's ear would help? And she said, oh, my God, that's so nice of you. Thank you so much. She goes, yeah, it's an appraisal issue, and um, we don't know how to write the addendum, and I'm not getting much support from my lender, and each time I write it, they keep saying something different. So I was able to help her. So use your weaknesses to turn them into strengths to call people back and say, you know, it just didn't occur to me until we hung up. Even when you're talking to someone, you're trying to create a richer, stronger relationship with someone, and you hear that, you know, oh, I'm at the doctor's office with my child. Oh, okay, well, so today, now it's not a good time. When do you want me to call you back? Can you call me back in four hours? Okay. And then, but you didn't say anything. If you're trying to have that richer relationship, you can certainly call them back or text them and say, you know, it didn't occur to me when we were on the phone. I completely forgot or failed or didn't even think to ask you, is everything okay with your child that you're at the doctor's office? Are you okay? I, you know, just want to see if you're okay. So utilize that in a means for doing it. So uh, to help, I mean, for, uh, you know, using this particular phrase. So I want to go back to everything. So we ask permission. Do you have time to talk or would you prefer I schedule a better time to talk? With your permission, assuming you're comfortable, would you be willing to? I forgot to mention or failed to mention. And it didn't occur to me until we hung up. Uh, next one. I meant to remind you. I meant to ask you. I meant to tell you. So that's really simple. Hey, uh, the reason I'm calling back is I forgot to mention, you know, I meant to remind you that we're having this class. I meant to ask ask you if you'd like to grab some coffee we haven't met for a long time. I um, want to tell you that, uh, you know, I really appreciate the way that you handled that last transaction with us. I mean, it's just incredible. Would, would you like a testimonial? So there's all kinds of ways that you can use that phrase too. So I meant to remind you, I meant to ask you, or I meant to tell you. Um, you know, you can use, thing, use things like, uh, you, uh, you mentioned you have a listing, because people do that, you know, they, they say it all the time. Um, you mentioned that you had a listing, and I meant to ask you, would you like a spreadsheet? Now, I don't do them all the time, but what a great way. Instead of waiting for them to ask us if we'll do spreadsheets, why don't we offer to help them, right? Um, would you mind sending me the address so I can prepare it? That's all. That's all you have to do. Um, okay, the next one, the reason for my call is now. I probably should have talked about this at the beginning, but uh, do you have time to talk or would you prefer I schedule a better time to talk? Uh, well, let me back up. Hey, Susie, it's Jen Duplessis. How are you? If you ask that question, they're going to respond. It gives you time to take a big, deep breath. <sighs> okay. Now you can ask your question. Hey, is now a good time to talk or would you prefer that I schedule a better time to talk? Oh, good. It's good. It's a good time to talk. Great. Well, listen, the reason for my call is... And you can go back to one of the original uh, podcasts that I did. I have all these in here, this particular one. I don't have all these, but this particular one. The reason for my call is personal. How are you feeling? I knew you were sick last week. I just want to check in on you. The reason for my call is professional or business. 
I forgot to mention to you when I saw you the other night networking that we have a math class coming up. With your permission, and assuming that you're comfortable, would you be willing, I mean, would it be okay if I sent the flyer to you or the information to you? And then would you be willing, again, if you're comfortable with this, to share it with the rest of the people in your office? It's just going back. It's retreading and going back and capturing uh, failed opportunities. That's really missed opportunities. That's basically it. Um, the reason for my call is business and personal. So first on business, we're having a math class. I wanted to see if you were interested in coming. And so assuming that you're comfortable and with your permission, may I send you an email invite, okay? Um, the reason for my call is business and professional. So first business, there's the business part. Second, moving on to professional is I noticed on Facebook that you had your, your first anniversary. Congratulations. How does it feel? What did you do? So these are, again, gazillion opportunities, guys. We talk about the first and 10, do it again. Or if you're in the core and you have to make 30 phone calls, these are great ways to make phone calls to people that, that you don't know or people you do know. Um, if you're stalking them on Facebook or LinkedIn, you can capture something that's happened in their lives and, and tap into the personal side of things. But saying that the reason for my call is helps them understand that you have a purpose. Again, going back to the person I'm coaching right now, when he made the phone call, he didn't ask for permission. And there was a lot of dead space. It was, hey, this is me. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Oh, good, good. Hey, good. So listen, the reason I was calling, well, he didn't even say that. <laughs> good, good, good. Hey, uh, I was just thinking about you and I thought I'd give you a call. Oh, oh, okay. Hi. What's up? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, well, like I said, I was just thinking about you and I thought I'd give you a call. Look how awkward that is. And God bless him for sharing it with me, but I trust you. He's getting much better with it because we use some catchphrases, and hopefully he's listening to this as well. But um, you can see how you can control the conversation with using just some of these little catchphrases. So um, I just want you to have more options to sell, um, you know, to have, have more opportunities to go back and fix what you didn't do right the first time, you know, from your perspective. What you didn't do right the first time. Go back and fix it. Save face for yourself. Uh, and in the course of doing that, you'll find that these will slip off your tongue much easier the show around so that you won't have those missed opportunities. Right now, for me, the way I look at this is if I had that missed opportunity, that's one thing. It's money, right? It's time. But the bigger thing is um, – I mean, time lost, right? The bigger thing is I don't have time to make additional phone calls. I had them with me. I should be asking the questions I need, getting all the intel I need right then and there. I don't have time to pick up the phone and use one of my first intents to retread and go back and try to remember and fix what I said. Now, you probably don't either, but in the course of learning these phrases, this is a great way for you to learn them. Eventually, you'll be utilizing your first intents for opportunities that happen right, Johnny, on the spot. And each of those phone calls that you're making every day will be opportunities that you capture because you'll, under, because you'll uh, pick up on the words, you'll pick up on the reason, um, the uh, tone, um, or you'll reschedule for another time to call them back. Right now, you may have to use your, your first intents or maybe move them to first and 20s, use first 10 of them in the beginning, going back and retreading and saying, I, I screwed up, I made a mistake, I forgot to mention, all these things, and then use your second 10 to amplify or practice what you just did 10 times. So once you get in that repetition, it'll be much easier to make that second 
um, set of 10 phone calls. It's a great thing to use for leaving voicemails as well. Um, you know, maybe not with your, with your permission, I'd like to leave a voicemail. Of course not. But um, there's great opportunities for you. So I, um, again, wanted to share some catchphrases. Now listen, if you're listening and, you know, as I mentioned before, please go to um, uh, iTunes and write a review. It's, you know, just say one word. You don't even have to say a big thing, but boy, if you do say something and and I've made an impact or it's you know made a significance in your life, I sure would like to know because or in your practice, I sure would like to know because it's really important for me to know that what I'm doing is making a difference for everybody. Um, and uh, you know, again, my book is out, uh, launch. Uh, how to Take Your Business to New Heights. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, just type in Launch and then Jennifer Duplessis. There's a lot of other books called Launch. I, I wavered on that, but it really is something I've used for a long time. So uh, Launch Jennifer Duplessis, and you'll find it in there. Um, I sure would appreciate that as well. I hope you hope you enjoy it. Um, it was a little bit of a fog. I don't remember writing <laughs> because um, if you don't know, my mother passed away about eight months ago and I had a commitment to write this book. And I wrote it while I was through going through the mourning process, and um, I just hope that my editing was in the right frame of mind. I hope everything was in the right frame of mind. I think it was, but, you know, you never know. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about the book. And if you have catchphrases that you use, email me uh, or tag me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. Just tag me and say, hey, Jen, I got another catchphrase, and I'd love to um, – Pop that on the end of one of my next uh, podcasts just saying, hey, by the way, I got a couple of catchphrases from other people. I'd like to know what they are. I need help all the time. So anyway, I, uh, again, appreciate you, appreciate you listening, appreciate you sharing with everybody, and I hope you have a fantastic week using all of these catchphrases. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.